my God! Okay, it's happening. Are we doing this? It's showtime. Are you ready for the feed on NR92? It's time! all want to escape the cold to somewhere warmer, but since classes are still in session, we'll have to live vicariously by talking about vacation instead. Grizzly, are you planning on heading anywhere for the holidays? Uh, currently, I have nothing locked down, but my girlfriend and I are planning a BAMF trip. The Fairmont is really How about you? Well, as much as I love the mountains and snowboarding, it's supposed to be an extra cold winter this year, so I'm getting out as fast as I can and heading down to Mexico. Grizzly and I sat down with a travel agent, and it seems like other people have the same idea. Winter is the time when everybody is looking to escape the cold and the snow. Manager of Camelot Travel and Tours, Frank Zalewski, says this time of year is definitely their busy season. This is a time of the year when people will start booking really seriously for sunspots. Mexico, Cuba, Panama, Florida, California, in that order. But he says now isn't the only time that business picks up. In about uh, mid-February, they start booking summer vacations. And that goes on till about end of June. And while business is still good, Frank says their customers are mostly middle-aged or seniors. Uh, the youth uh, finds their own way. They, they all have computers and they all travel agents. So it seems like most millennials are acting as their own travel agents. If you're not loving the idea of being your own travel agent though, travel agencies still exist and are happy to help, especially old school agents like Frank. <laughs> That's very true. Uh, travel agencies are, again, happy to help, but I found out that typically young parents and snowbirds are the ones that utilize their efforts the most. Question, what kind of bear is best? That's a ridiculous question. False, black bear. Next question, what do college students lack the most? Money, money. Wrong. That is absolute wrong. Well, Donald, it's actually true. Not very many college students can afford to go on vacation, let alone even conceive the thought of paying for a plane ticket. But if you're on a budget crunch, or even just a student innate with very little money to spend, there's resources for you. I also spoke with Frank Z, manager of Camelot Travels and Tours. I asked him a few questions about prices when they go up, why they go up, what people can do to fight it. Well, they have early booking bonuses, so, you know, you save from anywhere from 100 to $400 booking it earlier. Uh, so, uh, naturally, those that are budget-minded, uh, they would uh, book it earlier. Those that don't care, they just go because uh, I'm sick of winter, so they pay the going price basically they just want to get away from it all so it sounds like just snowbirds use travel agents and those who want to save some money just hop on Travago and find the cheapest deal they can get discounts mean to us no revenue for us so uh, we don't even seek that business because they look for the cheapest fare they can find so they find and find it on the net and uh, they stay happy that way we basically deal with mature people that have funds to travel. And if there happens to come a, a client that uh, needs to find something cheaper, we direct them to 
to find uh, this on the net because, as I said, cheapest fare does not mean any revenue for us. So, Frank, when do holiday vacation prices typically jump up in price? Oh, after December 10th. Oh, that simple, huh? All right, Frank, hit me with some of the best places to travel right now or during the holiday season. Uh, Caribbean, Jamaica, Rome tours. Uh, all the destinations in Mexico right now are still on sale. They still have discounts of uh, anywhere from 100 to $400. Oh, and Frank wanted to add one last thing. Hello, Nate. So if you're feeling Jamaica, the Caribbean, or Mexico, get on it now before prices jump up December 10th, as Frank says. Also, here at Nate, you can enjoy Flee the Freeze. That's a, a trip to Cuba. Head to the Nate's website for that. But exotic destinations can still be pretty pricey, no matter how good of a deal you can score. Boris, you have an alternative? Or getting to the airport at 3 a.m. for a 6 a.m. flight, you can have your lining up for checking in, your lining up for baggage claim, your cavity search, that uh, Homeland Security. You can have your screaming child in the seat next to you on the plane. Not for me, not for my wife, not for my family. We are road trip people. Well, I'll tell you something. This is no longer a vacation. It's a quest. It's a quest for fun. I'm going to have fun, and you're going to have fun. When most people think about travel, they think about going down to the airport and getting on a plane and flying off to some different destination. But not me, not my family. We're road trip people. We like to get in the car and hit the road and see what adventures we can find. My wife and family and I have been on many adventures over the years, and we like that you never know what you're going to find around the next corner. Uh, the thing I like about road trips is expecting the unexpected, like finding things you wouldn't normally do or not an actual destination, like stopping at a spam museum. If you're flying somewhere, you wouldn't fly just for a spam museum, but that's something you can do along the way. You definitely got to pay attention to those street signs because you never know what you're going to come across. One time when Boris was driving, we were heading somewhere and we were going through Illinois. And then all of a sudden, we both saw this big, huge billboard at the same time talking about Metropolis, Illinois. And there was a huge Superman on it. And I looked at Boris and he kind of had like a, oh yeah. And we turned and we literally went to Metropolis, Illinois. We saw a big, huge Superman statue. We went through a what looked to be like one man's treasures of a whole bunch of Marvel artifacts. We had milkshakes at Sonic. Back on the road we went. Sometimes you can drive for too long. The longest I've ever driven in one sitting was 24 hours straight from Edmonton to Las Vegas. It was so exhausting. I thought I could do it. And I was doing really well till about Salt Lake City, two o'clock in the morning. And I said, I need to stop now. I need to have a break because I swear, and to this day, I still think I saw a polar bear in the Meridian. Like just sitting there waving at the cars go by. And in your new destination, you might come across people who might be a little bit unfamiliar with your way of life. And this gentleman with a thick, heavy accent came and stopped Boris and was very concerned because a part of our car was hanging out. And Boris was, oh no, because that same trip, our windshield wipers had also blown. So he was very concerned that we were gonna have yet another bill to pay. And he goes around to the front and then starts laughing. 
the gentleman was noticing our block heater. He had no idea, coming from deep south, what a block heater was or why we needed it. And now, if you want to embark on a big, long road trip of your own, here's some tips to help you along your way. It would be, number one, is to be prepared for stuff to go wrong. Often that's the best memories you have are when mistakes happen and you have to roll with the punches. Number two, never rely on your GPS. Expect that it may not work, so have a map or have another plan in mind. And number three, don't over plan and to just roll with the punches. So ditch the plane, get in that wood panel station wagon and go out and find your destiny. Now, if you don't want to be like us and spend three weeks in a car driving all the way to Florida, there's tons of stuff right around Edmonton and right around Alberta that's really cool that you can find. So hop in your car and go exploring. Awesome. Thanks, Boris. Now, don't go anywhere because if you want to hear some travel horror stories or hear about traveling for events, stay tuned. NR92! Live! 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 Like you just want me to say live? <laughs> live from the South Lobby! Hey, it's your old pal Big Bad Boris. Are you a fan of fragrant flavors? Do you love ordering Thai food but have no idea to make it? Well, don't worry, you can learn. Nate is hosting How to Cook Thai Food right here at Nate to teach you the basics of Thai cuisine. With the help of a Nate culinary instructor, you'll learn how to create signature dishes like coconut rice and red Thai curry. And you'll get to take the food home. It's November 13th, 4.15, and it's only going to cost you 10 bucks. I'm Big Bad Boris, live on location for NR92, right here in the South Lobby. And welcome back to the feet. I don't even know what that means. No one knows what it means, but it's provocative. No, it's not. It's it gets gross. the people going. Welcome back to the feed. While traveling can be fun, once you're there at least, it can also bring some horror stories. Have you ever had anything absolutely horrid happen to you on vacation? I actually have. Uh, I had an allergic reaction to peanuts in San Diego. I'm, I'm severely allergic, anaphylactic, and I still blame the waitress because she forgot to tell me that crushed peanuts are in every mole sauce, even though I specifically asked what was in the sauce. No, that's rough. <laughs> Uh, Serena took a look at some of the scary things that can happen while you're traveling. Travel can be amazing, but it's time for everyone to fess up. Whether you realize it or not, everyone has a travel horror story to tell. And let's face it, travel can actually not be that great sometimes. It can be hard, exhausting, dangerous, boring, just plain gross. You'd think that after extensive research and planning that you'd be all set for your next trip. However, there are some things and scenarios that you will definitely be unprepared for. Let's just say that bad things can happen anytime and even more so when you're abroad. I gathered the best, or should I say worst, travel horror stories from people around Edmonton that have lasted them a lifetime. We did it again! In Mexico, decided to go out for dinner. We uh, got in the cab, got to dinner. I left my wallet in the cab in in Mexico, right? I'm thinking, oh my God, uh, it had our passports and traveler's checks in there. So we decided we were gonna go on the hunt for trying to find this cab, found the cab. But unfortunately, he couldn't speak English anymore. The next day, a cab driver dropped off our passports, but all the money was gone. 
I was at Disneyland and I had Heelys and my parents told me not to wear Heelys because I'd break my ankle. And then I fell in a hole and they had to take me to a hospital and it was a really big bill and I got in a lot of trouble. You guys, our flight leaves in two minutes. Go, run! However, these travel horror stories are just the beginning. My boss, Jen Rush, from Stingray Radio in Edmonton travels all the time and says that she has had some interesting things happen to her while she's abroad. So we were already delayed, and so we get onto the airplane. It's really late, like I think it was probably like nine or 10 o'clock at night. We were scheduled to get into Edmonton around midnight. We take off, everything goes dark, and I try to fall asleep, even though it's an airplane, it's freezing cold and uncomfortable. And so we're flying for, I'd say two hours. When the captain comes on and goes, Hey everyone, I hope things are going well, but we have actually just been circling above Phoenix for the last two hours. We're gonna have to land back in Phoenix and we just need to burn off a bit more gas before we can land. So we flew for another two hours. So basically the amount of time that it would have taken to get from Phoenix to Edmonton, we landed back in Phoenix and we're getting off the plane and we hear someone go, yep, planes broke. That's all we knew, that the plane was broken. Where are you? On a bus. So we rented this beautiful house in Kissimmee and we go into this gorgeous house and we're in the kitchen and I look down and I see ants and there are ants everywhere. I, you know, went through security as usual and uh, I go through the big scanner and there's this woman security guard and she goes, now ma'am, I'm going to get you to wait right there. And I looked over at the screen and it's flashing red and it says groin abnormality. And then I look at the security woman, she goes, now ma'am, we're gonna give you a pat down, but just of your groin area. And she goes, now we've also got Linda here and she's training, so she's gonna be helping me. And so they pulled me literally into the middle of the security area and they, two women did a pat down of just my groin. I'd say a good five minutes of hands on me. Where's Kevin? It's a good thing I have my own ticket, just in case you guys try to ditch me. Well, I couldn't imagine anything worse than something happening in a foreign country, especially if you're there for a big event. Yeah, lots of people travel for like weekends at a time just to attend events. You know, from Comic-Con to PAX East to RTX or for that J. Cole concert because for some reason he doesn't want to come to Edmonton. It seems like you're not quite over that, but luckily Chad is here to divert attention from that and tell us a little bit about traveling just for events. Just as Cody said, there's PAX, there's Comic-Con, but there's also TwitchCon, and there's also work events that some people need to go to, as well as sporting conventions and games. I actually am someone who went on vacation for an event. I went to TwitchCon with my buddy Waz here, and I wanted to know what was all the glamour of TwitchCon or any of these community meetups. I mean, recently I went to San Jose for TwitchCon, last like two weeks three weeks ago probably one of the best experiences of my life just meeting uh honestly for some people it could just be meeting streamers for a lot of people i know and personally myself it's just meeting the friends you've made over the internet and just kind of like meeting your little fan uh, second family while some people travel for events such as twitchcon other people travel for work to go to conferences like michelle booth I've also done uh, quite a bit of travel for work. Um, I've attended conferences in various cities such as Vancouver, Toronto, uh, Las Vegas. There's been times where work has paid for my uh, travel and accommodation and flight and they've set everything up, which is very convenient. 
And then nowadays that doesn't happen so often, so I've had to book my own flights, uh, accommodations, and pay for them, of course. And then when you're going to a, a city that you've never been to, um, it's always great if you can stay at the hotel where the conference might be taking place. So much more convenient, or at least close by it. Instead of going to conventions for work or for pleasure, why not be like Shane and go to sporting events in the U.S.? Most recently, I was in Atlanta, Georgia back in September. I went for a NFL game, Saints-Falcons. I went for a baseball game and a college football game. And I had to ask Shane, why was Atlanta your favorite place to go? Because I had a cousin there who I could stay with, and that obviously cut down a lot of the cost because hotels that weekend were going for probably two, three hundred bucks. Rumor is that the next TwitchCon is going to be in Las Vegas, so I might head down there next year. Wow, well that just makes me want to go on another road trip to see the Offspring live somewhere else. Yeah, me too. Maybe I'll have to go see Imagine Dragons live in Vegas, their hometown. You could hit up TwitchCon at the same time, and that definitely sounds fun and like something that you'd enjoy. Yeah, exactly. Well, that's it for the feed this week. Make sure you tune in next Friday at noon so you don't miss the video game edition of the feed. Bon voyage! No! God, please, no! No! Did you just miss the feed? Or want to listen to us again? Hear it on NR92, Sunday nights at 7.30, or find it on NR92 SoundCloud.